<laughs> Welcome to the Antagonists, everybody. I'm Andrew. I'm Ryan. And today we are talking about a little short film on YouTube by Womp mm-hmm. Stomp Films. We are talking about Never Hike in the Snow. It is a Friday the 13th fan film. So shout out to Vincent DeSanti of Womp Stomp Films. And you got to love seeing small-time filmmakers like throw themselves into a project like this. Oh and yeah. It's awesome. And I think it is I, let's we do I think we should note that this is like different from our regularly scheduled stuff because, you know, we got Friday the 13th this week. Oh, so yeah. We're doing something special. I forgot to mention that. This is a special edition Friday yes, the 13th episode. And instead of watching an actual movie, we decided to watch a good old YouTube short film, which is great. <coughs> oh, you good? I'm good. J- Jason, just stab you. Uh, I wish I was that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, short films, YouTube, kind of the future of entertainment. You see more and more people getting a start on YouTube, which is great. But Ryan... I want to hear the initial impressions of Never Hike in the Snow. I would just like to start by saying, mm-hmm. yes, I have a lot of criticisms for this. Mm-hmm. It is a passion project. Yes. Um, you could do the same to my projects, but there's a lot of criticisms. However, I really enjoyed this. I really did. I loved it all the way through, despite my criticisms. Yeah, I'm, I'm at the same spot. I enjoyed it a lot. And when you're doing short films and you have basically zero budget and you've got a small team and it's a passion project, like you're going to miss things that big studios would catch or be able to solve like problems they would be able to solve. But I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. I would watch it again. Definitely. So Ryan, did you want to talk about the technical side of things here? First, um, there, there's one there's two things I'd like to say mm-hmm. first why did Jason have a bow you know what I'm not sure although I have to say I think there's a very fine balance for Jason and when he's depicted as like part hunter outdoorsman part like mystical serial killer I think that's a good balance that's a fair point all right that's that, I like that. I'm glad I brought that up. Yeah. And then the other thing that this is just kind of funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the character that died was a photographer. Yeah. But when his mom uh, opened up the picture and it was on Photoshop, I couldn't help but judge the fact that there was only four layers and there was nothing <laughs> on them. <laughs> sure. Which is such a stupid thing to do, but I'm as a photographer myself, that's that was my thought. You looked at it and you went, ah, there's an issue here. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now moving on to the technical side of things. Um, so as far as the cinematography goes, I I, I thought it was fairly well done. There was yeah. a couple of shots that I was like, ooh, I really like those. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the movie was just like you know, basic shots. There wasn't anything wrong with them, but I think they did a fairly good job with it. Yeah. I I liked the incorporation of some point of view shots. Uh, Point of view shots are great for horror films because it really boxes you in and makes you feel like you're there. And, you know, you you get that same sense of, of urgency and fear that the character might be having. So love some of the point of view shots that they used. And 
I loved loved the, the lighting. The lighting was great. Yeah, they did a very good job. I do have one problem with the lighting in this, though. Okay. I think they went a little overboard with the cop um, lights, the like the oh, red and white and everything. Yeah, yeah, those. I are think they were a little too overpowering, and it it really distracted me. Like, sure. Honestly. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I I think that's probably what it looks like in real life when that is your only source of light. But on the other side of things, you are right in the respect that this is a movie. You are kind of free to adjust it to not make total sense while also keeping a sense of realism. Yeah, I think they could have just shot it a little differently, but it actually mm-hmm. looked like they somehow got a real cop car to sure. do the lights. So obviously you can't control that, but I I don't know. I think they should have maybe moved the shot a little bit or something or reframed it just because I do mm-hmm. think it was a little overpowering. But I will give them a little bit of benefit because if they somehow got a real cop car, that's pretty impressive. Dude, I mean, who knows? Maybe his buddy's a cop. Maybe. Yeah, who, who knows, dude? Maybe his mom's dating a cop. <laughs> <laughs> you never know the connections, man. That is true. Yeah, that is true. That um, is true. I mean... I, I think my only, I think my biggest concern with the technical side of things was some of the continuity issues. Um, there were a couple of shots that didn't quite seem to match right. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was, I noticed that right at the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning when he was shooting the bow, it was like yep. he was running away full speed and then they cut to the shot and it looked like he was like 20 yards away. Yep. And the other thing with that... Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, but the lighting, like the weather outside and everything changed because in the opening scene, which was beautiful, by the way, I really oh, enjoyed yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, while it was like the drone footage and everything, once mm-hmm. Jason stepped into the frame to show us, obviously, him killing, yeah. the lighting changed. Like I think they had to shoot on a different day. So one day was cloudy oh. and like perfect, and the next day it was not. I don't know if you noticed that, but I, that's the first thing I did. I did not notice that right away. So you think mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, well, see, the, the Vincent DeSanti, though, the guy who directed it, was also Jason. So mm-hmm. if he was there, then he was obviously, you know what it was? Maybe there was a lot of makeup to do for the role of Jason. The gray head and the. I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, he would have been on set for everything. Yeah, I think one of t- I think one of two things happened. Either sure. um, they scheduled it in a way that they shot those two scenes on two different days, which mm-hmm. I don't think would was very smart. Or they had to reshoot it and then just deal with the difference in weather. I just try to match it. Exactly. And, yeah, it happens. You know, so that, yeah, it happens. Yeah. You do what you got to do, but yeah, especially when you're not on a controlled set. I mean. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, big time Hollywood films that they literally build an outdoor set inside so that they have the same lighting over and over. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I mean, that's just part of being a small time filmmaker and, and working with what you've got. Yep. It didn't take me out of the movie, luckily, but it's just one of those small little details I noticed. Sure. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm good with technical. Do you just want to get right into story stuff and... Uh, yeah, just one little comment about sound. You know, sure. they did a good job. Oh, no yeah. complaints. Nothing stood out as amazing. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I was okay with the sound. I didn't. Mm-hmm. It didn't bother me at all. I thought it had some good sound. I thought it had some okay sounds, uh, but nothing, 
nothing that made me be like, wow, whoever's a sound mixer needs to go big time or anything like that. And it's like, you know, that's another hard part of small, small time sets and short films. Sound can yeah. be hard to get, man. It can be so hard. I think sound is the hardest part, honestly. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. I mean, the fact that the sound came out pretty well, uh, pretty big testament to how well they did with it. Mm-hmm. Sound is the one thing that if something happens, you oh. can't always control it. You know, planes, clicking, crickets. When something goes wrong with sound, it is the most infuriating thing. Yeah. And people can forgive a bad picture. They can't forgive a bad sound. No, 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 no. But yeah, I, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I did forget to. So yeah, do you want to get into the story? Let's do it. Dude. Okay. First off, opening chase scene, like we said, looked great, felt great. And then the axe in the mouth. Dude, I was so impressed <laughs> with the story of that. Or not the story, the um, practical effects of it. The axe to the face. I know. Dude, I was not <laughs> expecting that. And it was so brutal and good. Yes, it was. We've seen a lot of fun Jason kills over the years. And the real movies, we've seen a lot of good Jason kills. Mm-hmm. But man, that's up there. That's up there with some of the best. Just Which, axe to the face. Yes, it, the fact that you <laughs> rate it so high and it's a short film. Yeah. Like, good on the director, good on makeup department, good on d- the whoever edited that scene. Like, yes. good on you guys. Yes, man. And like, like you mentioned with the bow earlier, it, it was a little strange to see Jason with a bow at first. But like... I got over that real quick. I think the only reason yeah. the bow was strange is because we've never seen it before. But, like, it makes total sense. Jason is a supernatural killer living in the woods. Like, dude has some time for some archery practice. He's not always killing people. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably his favorite pastime, just chilling out in the woods, shooting his bow. What else is he going to do? Murder baby deer. I don't know. <laughs> well, see, you need a bow for baby deer, unless he just teleports. That's yeah, still... something tells me that he runs after Bambi. <laughs> no, slow, slowly walks toward Bambi and still catches him. Took, 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 took. Ten minutes later, took, took, took. Oh, now he's dead. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Every Jason movie ever. <laughs> but it's great. We love him anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so the kid dies, and that's just a brutal, brutal scene. And it's a great mm-hmm. chase scene. And the cop, like the the chief officer, shows up, and the dude is kind of unnecessarily a jerk. Like that. I'm just gonna say this now. Yeah. I hated the cop. He was a dick. His acting was terrible. I didn't believe him at all. Like, okay. When I was writing down the characters and the acting, like what I thought <clears> of them, <throat> mm-hmm. three of the four notes were about the sheriff and how much I think his acting is terrible. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I did not believe it. and mm. Yeah. I, I think part of the reason I didn't believe his acting was because I didn't believe the motivations behind it. And so, like, for because for me, there was a 17-year-old kid more than likely murdered. And if he knew it was Jason, right, because you know Jason's a thing if you've been the police chief there for years. 
Yeah. Why was he so quick to like dismiss it and be like, clean this up and, and don't let anybody see it. And then he left like this obviously super green cop by himself. Like th- this, this cop was obviously a new kid. Like he, you know, he'd obviously never dealt with anything like this before. And so I was just a little confused by the, the chief's motivations. I, I didn't understand that part of it. Yeah, he ignored everything, too. I mean, Jason literally scratched his name into a cop car, and it's like he never even acknowledges that. Well, that the, so that wasn't Jason scratching his name into the car. That was Tommy Jarvis, I believe. The old, oh, the old Tommy yeah, Jarvis. That, you're right. That explains it now. Yeah, Tommy Jarvis, you know, big history in Friday the 13th films and... And okay, as, I, as soon as a murder shows up, Tommy Jarvis was right on top of it. It's what he lives for, man. <laughs> okay, that explains it now then, because I thought it was Jason, and then he got in the car and drove away, and I it was just too it was too dark for me to see anything, so I thought it was Jason. So I was really confused that he was driving a car, and I was like, wait, what? No, but I'm man. glad you said that because that was just a mistake that I made. Okay, yeah, that was that was Tommy Jarvis. He made a couple of appearances campaigning that it was Jason. That, and that also explain that all right. That better explains the motivation for him later in the short film too. Okay. Yes. Now I'm caught up. I got this. <laughs> yes, but it also further confuses me on the cops' motive, like on the police chief's motivation, though, because like this is obviously set in the same universe where people of the town are well aware of Jason and his history and Camp Crystal Lake, and so again, that just kind of further confuses me, I guess, as to why the cop is so dismissive about it, but. Police chief, I'll just I'll just sum it up by saying police chief probably wasn't my favorite character. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that hundred percent. Yeah. Um and then we meet his mom, right? Mm-hmm. Good good mom to actually what is the boy's name? I forget now. Uh I forget. What's his name? I can't even remember names in big time movies. Yeah, that's fair enough. I can um, barely remember my name. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? Um but yeah, so we meet mom and she's pretty great. I think she does a really good job. She's a good actress. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. And the police chief comes in and kind of does some investigating, I guess. I think it's more that he's trying to cover up that Jason's back, but he doesn't do a good job of it. I Yeah, I wasn't sure entirely what the... Like police chiefs. I feel like I'm just trashing on the police chief at this point. Sorry, whoever played the police chief. You're you're a good guy. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're a great guy. We love you. Um, but I just didn't understand all of that. Yeah, and I don't. It it was kind of hard to tell if it was like I, I think part of it was just the way the character was written wasn't the greatest, but yep. I think his deliverance of like the lines that he was given also didn't help that case. Sure. And one thing I do have to say about when we meet the mom though, I'm so glad that they didn't do like the hate you mom thing when he left that morning. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, that storyline is played out to death. Mm-hmm. And him and his single mother and single son having this really nice relationship it's it's a more honest take on that dynamic because like they're all each other has right yeah it's it's a great i'm i'm glad they didn't do that and plus it's it's hard to do that storyline without 
making us dislike the kid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like if if he did the whole like, "Hey, mom, you're smothering me," eh, thing, I'd 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 dislike him immediately. Like I I wouldn't really care about him. So I think them developing a good relationship goes a long ways for us feeling bad for this mother and this son. It definitely helped the story along too because I've noticed in movies that you know a lot of times when the dad is gone, it makes the kid. Not necessarily bad, but, like, get in trouble. But sure. this kid was well-developed. He had a hobby. He was nice. He wanted to go out and just hike in the woods. He was just a normal teenager. Yep. He's just a good kid, not some angsty mm-hmm. jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good way to sum it up. <laughs> well, and I think you're, you're right to say that he was well-developed, though, because, like, this short film did more to make me care about a kid who's already dead than they did for most of the characters in, like, every Friday the 13th film. And yeah, they did and it he got like, so little screen time. Yeah, they did it in, like, ten minutes. So but, good on the writer for that. Oh, yeah. And, and they did a good job, like, making us empathize with the characters. It's like, it's a, it's a genuinely healthy relationship between mother and son, and he's a good kid, they're new to town, and just spending a little time with them and their situation makes us care more about them. Mm-hmm. I, I actually I have I want to make an observation for whoever wrote this because I noticed um, which a, a lot of times it's usually a sin of this like both ways mm-hmm. but I think the writer did a very good job with um, developing certain parts of the story the parts that didn't feel as well developed were the ones that didn't have very good lines to it like I, I think this writer has a potential to be a very good one one day. Yes. But he does have a few key things that he needs to work on. I just, I appreciate that. And I think the writer is going to be very good as long as he keeps working in his craft. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and, you know, dialogue is hard to get. It's a hard, it's a hard thing to get because you're trying to strike this balance between, okay, what sounds realistic, but also what helps move the story forward and build on themes that we're establishing and also kind of skips because a lot of realistic dialogue is clunky. Like if you were to record a daily conversation you had, it would just, it wouldn't sound good if you put it in the film. And it'd be boring. Yeah, it'd be super boring. And so like striking the balance between realism, but also like Hollywood dialogue, it's a hard mixture to find for sure. I'm not there yet. That's for sure. I'm never going to get there. I'm a terrible writer. (laughs) (laughs) But, and then after the interview, or not interview, but the investigation, and then we go back to to Camp Crystal Lake, I think. Oh, by the way, the fact that they actually, did they actually use Camp Crystal Lake, like the campground? Is there an actual Camp Crystal Lake campground or something? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Because it, it looked great. That was one of these things that I was seeing this, like seeing some of these scenes and I didn't even think about it at first because I was like, yeah, Friday the 13th movie. It's just you're, <clears throat> you're at Camp Crystal Lake. And then I thought about it and I was like, hold up. There's literally cabins and Camp Crystal Lake signs and all these things that I was like, oh my gosh, we're at Camp Crystal Lake. And I'm not even like, I'm not looking at it being like, wow, that's a crappy knockoff sign. I was like, holy crap, I buy this. <laughs> yeah, no, that like the set design did a really good job. Yeah, they did a great job. 
And then isn't the next part like we start to see a little bit more of the human side of Jason? <gasps> yes! And Jason's mom! Oh my <laughs> gosh! Dude, Jason's mom is a dime! <laughs> I knew that. I knew exactly where you were going with she, that. She's a smoke show! Oh my <laughs> gosh! She was like, she was like, Jason, be my good boy. I was like, my name is Jason. <laughs> I'll be a good boy. <laughs> She's, oh my gosh. That's not fair. Should we, do you, do you need me to pause my recording so you can have a couple of minutes, Drew? No, no, I'm good. I was, <laughs> I was, I was shooketh. <laughs> Yeah, and then Jason took off his mask, and I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, I, I was a little confused that they took off the mask. I generally like it when we don't get, like, a full, clear look at his face, which I know we've gotten a full, clear look at his face in the films in the past. Like, I get that. It's fine. But generally, I like it when, you know, the face behind the mask kind of stays a mystery. Yeah, well, I understand why they did it, because, you know, it's his smoke show of a mom. <laughs> and... They wanted to show, like, Jason still does. He still, like, has some humanity in him. So he's taking off the mask. He's being vulnerable with his mother, which whether she's an illusion or not. I'll be vulnerable with his mother. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, we don't need to turn this into an erotic podcast. Uh, okay, I'll move on. I'll move on. Jason's, whoever, if Jason's mother is listening to this, uh, you're wonderful. You're just, you're, you're, you're the best part. <laughs> so I'm objectifying the woman. I'm not. I, I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not. She's, she's very nice. I like her for her personality. She's dead. I mean, not the actress, Ryan. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. But yeah, so. so <laughs> It's gonna be Moving hard, on, Drew. hard, hard topic to move on from, man. But um, <clears throat> and then again, the sheriff comes through doing his thing, just kind of being a jerk. Mm-hmm. But the the line that caught my attention, because yeah, the sheriff comes through to Camp Crystal Lake and tells him to like clear out, right? He says it's not the time or place, which is an interesting line, because that means he recognizes that the campground is bad news. Like that, that means that he just, he basically confessed that like, yeah, Jason is, is a thing. Mm -hmm. And so I guess, why is he leaving this up to chance? Like you just, just tell this cop to tell the, the young cop that there's like a supernatural psychotic serial killer who lives here and that he just needs to be left alone. Uh, why'd they leave the, <sighs> Why'd they leave the newbie alone? Like, it, this cop, the sheriff is an idiot. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that was the majority of my problems with the story itself was what the sheriff was doing. Mm -hmm. Because I think when you're, when you're constructing a good horror film or a good scary movie, one of the things you need to do is avoid the trope of dumb characters. Yeah, I think it would have been a little more effective if the cop had been a little nicer and the newbie like knew about this and he wanted to, he just wanted to help. He didn't believe that it was supernatural. So he's like, he's just some psycho. 
I, I want to help. I want to find this kid. Like, I think that would have been better motivation than, okay, I need to figure out what's going on because the sheriff's being a moron and not telling me anything. Well, yeah, and by not telling this new cop anything, which I, I'm not sure if he was, like, new to Crystal Lake or if he was, like, been there for a while and he'd known about some of the rumors. I don't know. We, we didn't really learn that about him. But by not being straight up with him and being like, yeah, there's a supernatural serial killer in that camp. Like, you can pretty much pin this new cop's death on the sheriff for not being oh, yeah. transparent. Like, sorry. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, just don't leave it up to chance. Just be honest with the guy under you. <laughs> yeah, even if he doesn't believe you. <laughs> even if he doesn't believe you. Uh, but then we had that really cool sequence where he was, and I kind of hit on a little bit earlier, the point of view sequence where he's running around with the flashlight on his gun and kind of going through the cabins that was really cool yeah it was my one problem with that is and and i think this is just personal taste Mm -hmm. i do have a little bit of a problem with first person point of view okay um i i don't think it's something that should be used a lot so i think they i think it was in first person just a little too long okay and i think that that's just just personal taste i think so well and yeah and i mean you'll see cinematographers have different styles for a reason yeah and it's because some of them prefer one shot over another some of them don't like specific shots and and if you don't like first person shots then that sequence probably won't be your favorite but yeah like i do enjoy seeing them in movies i just i don't like when they're super long like that one yeah that's fair enough yeah and then he finds jason worshipping worshipping his mother much like I would <laughs> and <laughs> damn it Drew <laughs> I've said that to you two podcasts in a row now yeah yeah you have it's it's a it's a common phrase at this point it, it, it really has I'm surprised it hasn't come up in this podcast sooner because it sure comes up in our lives more <laughs> that's true it does yeah it comes up a lot <laughs> But that shot of Jason disappearing with the lights going out, that's awesome. Yeah, that was a very good one. That was an awesome shot. And like I said <laughs> earlier, I, I like, I think the best iteration of Jason is when he's like part hunter tracker, but then part supernatural killer. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. And that was supernatural and cool. And he disappeared, <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, where'd he go? It was awesome. I love that shot. It's good and spicy. What, that was the ending shot, wasn't it? Because that's when he just... Or no, that was before he dies, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was before he died. Okay, Bru- so I'm getting him mixed up. Okay. And, and brutal, too. Yeah, yeah. Brutal. Dude gets his head shot off. It was crazy. Yeah. I will say, dude, the... For one, I can't believe Jason used a gun. Uh, second, I I looked at the shot of the cop after he had his head blown off. One, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's very that's obviously CGI. Oh sure, but I was impressed with how well it was done, even though I could tell it was. Mm-hmm. Like I was surprised that it was done pretty well. Yeah, I mean, you know, like we said before, small crew, short film. They don't have a budget. They don't have a big team. They're basically, I mean, I'd imagine most of that fell probably on Vincent Dasani, who directed it. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, if you can make a CGI of a guy's head missing, well, at least like mostly missing, like that's pretty darn that's pretty darn cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it was convincing enough. Like, I mean, you see, I mean, it's it's CGI. You can tell. But at the same time, it's just like brutal enough that you're like, oh, oh yeah, no. For for the little to no budget this film had, I was actually impressed by oh, how yeah. well the CGI was. Oh yeah, yeah, and I, and it, of course, part of me is just assuming that there was no budget. I don't know. Maybe they sunk. I, I'm assuming they sunk some budget into this. My guess is that they put this like on GoFundMe or something, and they got a little bit of a budget. I think with everything that they were able to do, they must have had a little bit, but it definitely wasn't a ton. A lot of it looked like it was, you know, uh, local areas. You know, you can just go out into any woods, really, and shoot as long as it's not private property. So I think they did have a little bit of a budget, but it was probably pretty minimal. Oh, yeah. I mean, I we're, we're definitely talking four-digit, like four-digit range. I don't think we're talking anything over 10 grand. Oh, no, definitely not. Not, not, not at all. But, yeah, at the end of the day, just a fun short film, especially oh, if yeah. you're a Friday the 13th fan. There is one last criticism that I have with it, right. and this was actually, like, my final thought after watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do kind of wish there was a second part, um, only because... You know, this this is a sin of a lot of short films mm-hmm. is that they left me with way too many questions. Okay. Like, I, it's okay to leave the audience kind of guessing and try mm-hmm. to figure it out themselves. But I think that they just left this, left me with way too many questions that I want answers for. So I wish mm-hmm. and I hope that they are able to make a second part just, just because I feel a little incomplete. I feel like there needs to be a little bit more. Oh, okay. Like in regards to the kid and the mom storyline? Uh, yeah. And I'm trying to, there was one specific instance I'm trying to think of. Okay. Because like, like with the cop's attitude towards Jason and everything. Okay. And then the other, the newbie cop dying. I, I just, I feel like there's so much more to, that there could be to this story. And I want the answers to this story. Uh, like, okay. I want to see what happens with the sheriff trying to find the newbie now. Oh, we never yeah. really, we never, or the characters, the sh- uh, mom never really got an answer to what happened with her son. Mm. I, I, and I don't know. I just, I wish there was a little more to it. I feel like it was just a little incomplete when it sure. ended. You, you wanted a little more closure on some of the storylines that were opened up. Yeah, and, and like I said, I I think it was a good way to end it um, mm-hmm. with the cop dying um, because that leaves it open to, you know, a second part. Yeah. But I still just feel like there was a couple of questions that they, by the end of it, they it felt like they just kind of forgot about them. Yeah. So I, I hope there's a second part because I want to know. Yeah. Well, I think that's a sign that they did well, too. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. That could be, yeah. I mean, I, if, you know... If they did well, then you want to know the other things. If they didn't do well, then we would have been like, yeah, I don't really care. Glad it's over. But I don't know. <laughs> that is I, true. I think that's a good sign. Vincent yeah. Vincent Dasani, make make a part two. <laughs> I think it might just be because I felt too incomplete. Like, yeah. it's good that they left it a little open-ended for a second part and makes me want more. But I just, eh, there was a couple things that I just wish they answered that 
don't need to be in a second part because, you know, if they answer those questions in a second part, it's going to be too, there's going to be too much going on. I, yeah. Yeah. But the fact that, yeah, you're right. The fact that they, it makes me want a second part is a good thing. Yeah. But I think I, that's all I have to say about it. Is that, are you good with that? Yeah, that was my final thought. Too. Like, that was cool. literally my final thought in the notes that I wrote down. Yeah, and I mean, this podcast has gotten longer than the actual film itself now. So, hey, look at us go. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Wompstomp Films and Vincent Dasani, the director, and the man who played Jason. You guys did a great job with this. And For sure. Nice job, guys. Yeah, we love to see small-time filmmakers and small-time film companies do their thing, man. Mm-hmm definitely all right is that it then we sending them out yeah send them out man sweet well thanks for joining us guys uh we will see you next week when we do a sci-fi movie right sci-fi is what we decided i believe so yeah okay sounds good we hope you enjoyed this little special and we'll see you next week yeah see you guys later